All right. So you can tell something different's going on this morning, huh? You can tell something different is happening today. Uh, we, I want you to grab your Bibles if, if you have them. There's no notes. Freaks you out right there, doesn't it? Grab your Bibles and open up to the book of Isaiah chapter 43. We started this year earlier talking about this passage or ended last year talking about this passage and I want to revisit it again because I think it's very uh, pertinent to what God is doing right now in the season of destiny. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 16 through 19. Here's what Isaiah said. Actually, here's what the Lord says. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. You recognize this story, right? He's reminding them, Israel, of what he had done for them. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses, and I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives were snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Verse 18, first he tells them, I want you to remember everything I've done for you. And verse 18 always messes with me. But forget that. <laughs> remember what I've done? Now I want you to forget about it. How many know there's healthy remembering? There's a healthy place in our lives to revisit what God has done. But there's also an unhealthy way to remember, and that is by getting stuck back in what God did before, right? God has done amazing things, and he had done great things for Israel. So he had to tell them, I want you to forget that right now, because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. How many of you guys know God has done amazing things at Destiny? If, if you're a visitor or a guest today, we're going to have a house meeting this morning. We don't normally do these. This may be the first one in 20 years, I think, that we've done. <laughs> But we're going to do a house meeting this morning, and we're going to share with you guys what God is up to right now. I'm going to quickly share three things, all right? You know how when you go to the doctor, they're like, when I go to the doctor and they're going to give me an IV, I want them to just put the thing in, right? Don't take it slow. Let me know what's going on. So I'm going to quickly share three things with you this morning, and then I'm going to backstory that a little bit. Tana's going to share, and then Ed and Kathy are going to share. The first thing I'm going to share with you guys this morning is that Tana and I are in the process of stepping out of senior pastoring Destiny Foursquare Church. Uh, it's hard to even say that because this has been an amazing, amazing 20-year journey. So we're in the process, but I want you to hear the word process. For one, our new senior pastors won't be here until late July or early August. And there'll be more I'm going to talk to you about what that process is. But I do want you to know that this is a season. How many know God takes all of us through seasons? And this is a season when God has spoken clearly that it is time for Tan and I to begin to transition out of senior pastoring destiny. The second big thing I'm going to tell you quickly is we know who the new senior pastors are. But instead of me telling you who they are, I want them to tell you who they are. So check out the screen. Hey 
this is Sean Shop, and this is my awesome wife, Deanna. Hello from beautiful Southwest Colorado. We are greeting you as the future senior leaders of Destiny Foursquare Church, and we couldn't be more pumped to see where God is going to lead us as a family. We are so excited to be joining you this summer in this next chapter of the Destiny story. Until then, from our family to yours, God bless. We love you. As difficult as it is for us to step away from what we're doing, we could not be more happy about who God is calling to destiny right now into the place of senior leadership. Um, just so you know, they will be coming in late July or early August. And uh, so that's when um, Sean will be installed as our new senior pastor and we'll kind of keep you apprised of that as we move towards that. The third big bullet I wanna share with you guys is that Tan and I aren't leaving. Yay, I hope that's okay. I hope that's okay with you guys. You know, I have always said, I have always said, Tan and I have both always said, if we weren't pastors in this church, we'd go to church here. We have always said that, and that is exactly what we're gonna do, but actually, I personally am gonna stay on staff. Sean has asked me to stay on for a year at least as a transitional pastor to help Sean kind of get his feet under him and, and uh, he's ready to senior pastor. There's no doubt about it. But I'm here to answer any of the hundred questions that might come up in the transition and whatever he needs me to do. I'm just gonna be here to serve in a very part-time way. A part of that third bullet is, and we did not know this until the last couple of weeks, um, Tana and I, what we're going to do, I'm going to be part-time on staff here, but what we're going to do is we're going to launch a new nonprofit ministry. And the goal of this nonprofit ministry is going to be to start a school of worship, to train worship leaders and to train musicians. Uh, and hopefully believe, actually Chris Burns just called me like three days ago, didn't know any of this was going on. And he started prophesying my head off about this school of worship and what God's gonna do. And so we're excited about that portion of it. But let me back up and give you a little of the backstory from my perspective. Um, about two years ago, Stephen Knoll, our area pastor in Foursquare had dinner with Tan and I. And he said, what's your succession plan? We're like, what are you talking about? Well, who's gonna pastor Destiny next? You guys are getting old. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? And, and we said, we really don't have a plan. <laughs> we thought we would just keep like pastoring Destiny till Jesus comes, you know? And uh, that would be awesome. And he said, well, maybe that would be awesome, but that might not be realistic. And so you need to be praying about that. That started a two-year process for us. What we're sharing with you today has been a two-year process for us. It's not just now happening. We began to pray about it two years ago. But in the last year, especially six months, it's become really clear to us for several reasons. One, Tana, um, her health. As you guys know, she's walked through an incredible struggle with Parkinson's. She's fighting the fight, but it's really hard for her to focus on fighting the fight and get that healing manifested in her. I mean, Jesus is the healer. But he, he's gonna speak to her about her pathway and how she walks that healing out, and she can't really do that and pastor at the same time. 
So that became really clear to us. And we had already begun to process that with our, our counsel. So that was part of it. But then I began to go to the Lord and say, well, what do you want me to do, God? Do you want me to just continue to pastor destiny? Because honestly, guys, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And Tan and I both feel that way. And there, there's no, you know, it'd be easiest for me to keep leading worship with you guys and just preaching every week and, and, and knowing, I mean, even financially, that'd be the easiest thing for me to do right now. But how many know God doesn't always call us to the easy? This is a word for all of us this morning, right? God doesn't always call us to the easy, but sometimes we're in your, when you're in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s, God says to you, I'm doing a new thing. And I'm going to require you to trust me in a new way that you haven't had to walk out before. Not just require, but I'm going to prove myself to you in a new way that you haven't seen me uh, move before. So I began to ask the Lord, what, what am I supposed to do? And all I knew he was saying was that I needed to step away from senior pastoring destiny. I had no clue what that, that meant other than I also asked him, am, am I the senior pastor now? And I felt like he spoke to my heart, no. This isn't the season for you to senior pastor. I want you to go back into worship. That's the first love of your heart. And I want to, I want to bring you back into that area, into your life. And so I'll just share with you guys. I didn't know what to do other than we began to talk to our four square leaders. And I actually put out resumes and all over. And I, there was a church in Pennsylvania that actually was looking at hiring me. That's where this, this conversation could have gone today. But I was just saying yes to God, not knowing what the future looked like. Has anybody ever had to do that before? Not, I did not want to leave. But if the Lord said to, I knew it would be good, right? Oh, I'm so glad he didn't say to. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as we moved into this year, we knew that, this, that the Lord was, was saying this season of change is on, upon us. And really the catalyst for me was a dream that I had uh, that, that was a confirmation. And in the dream... I'll share with you guys. In the dream, I was in uh, our minivan and we were going down the road and I was on the phone and I was talking to Sean Shop about transitioning destiny to him. And uh, <clears throat> at this point, we didn't know that they were going to say yes to that. We didn't know if they would be the new senior pastors, but I was talking to him, hung up the phone and pulled into the parking lot of Lowe's. And uh, in, in the Lowe's parking lot, and how many of you know, I know it's a God dream because if it was me, I'd be dreaming about the Apple store or Best Buy, Right. But I pull into the Lowe's, we pull into the Lowe's parking lot, and the parking lot is just shiny white. It looks like the inside of a store. The floor is just white and clean. And we pull into the parking lot, and there's all this construction equipment everywhere. And, and we pull around the construction equipment, and we pull up to a picnic table. And at the picnic table sits my father, my dad. And when I got out of the van, I had a baby in my arms. And I knew the baby wasn't mine. And I just, you know how you know things in your dream. I knew the baby wasn't mine. And I was supposed to give the baby to my dad. So I handed the baby to my dad. He had this biggest smile on his face you've ever seen. And he's smiling at me. And, and when I handed him the baby, I looked on the picnic table and there's a box of pizza. And in my dream, we were about to go eat. But true to my form, I said, hey, why don't we eat before we eat? And so we ate some pizza and we were hanging out eating and we went from, from that place. I, I looked over behind the, behind the picnic table. I saw a pickup truck with my aunt Betty, uh, my mom's sister sitting on the back of the picnic, uh, sitting on the back of the pickup truck, just watching us. And, uh, she's kind of like a big protector in our family. You don't mess with her kids. You don't mess with her nephews. And, uh, so I was, I just saw her over there and then we got in our van and took off and, 
When I woke up, I, I just immediately grabbed my journal. I started journaling what I knew the Lord was speaking to me. And I knew he was saying, you know, you, you're, you're entering into that season of transition. By, when I was talking to Sean on the phone, I knew that he was saying, when, we went, when I pulled into Lowe's, first of all, the name of the place is Lowe's. And I knew he was telling me that it's time to go low. Don't choose what just is best for you. But take the low road and make a decision that, that I'm leading you to make and you're going to see that it's best for everyone. How I many you know in the kingdom the way up is the way down? And so I knew he was telling me to take the low road and I knew it was construction. God is doing something new. Lowe's is a renovation store and there's all this construction equipment out there. And, and I and also knew the baby was destiny. And I knew that, that I wasn't, here's the favorite part of the dream for me. I wasn't handing destiny to Sean. I wasn't handing destiny to Foursquare, to Stephen Knoll or Sam Rockwell, who are our pastors. I wasn't handing that baby to them. I was handing the baby to Papa because it's always been his baby. We, Destiny, have always been his baby. So I knew I was handing the baby to him. I knew that um, the pizza on the table was more for me and Tana. I knew God was saying, don't worry about it, Brent. There's provision on the way to provision. I'll take care of you. Trust me in this season of your life. So I knew that's what the Lord was saying. And then my aunt represented the angels that were guarding over this transition and the white, the white clear, crystal, beautiful uh, asphalt I knew represented a, a smooth, beautiful transition that God wanted to bring us through. So that really helped us know that we needed to step into this new place. And we called our leaders in Foursquare and started counseling with them about it. And that started the process. The reason you haven't heard about it is they've asked us to keep it quiet until now because they wanted to be sure. And this is one thing I love about Foursquare. They wanted to be sure that they had a plan in place for your safety so that when we announced it, we knew what we were doing going forward as best we could. And so they asked us to hold that. The last thing I'm going to share, and then I'm going to turn it over to Tana, is for me, part of what I struggled with was, but God, what about the vision? What about the vision you put in our hearts? Don't we get to walk that out? I mean, what about that blue building? We, we wanted to be a part of that happening. What, what about that? And I knew the Lord was speaking to me this day. He, he spoke to me and said, what about David and Solomon? So David had the vision for the temple, but Solomon built it. And what would you think if the vision was just the size that you could fulfill it? Wouldn't you think that that was your vision and not mine? And I knew the Lord was speaking to me that this vision is not my vision or Tana's vision. It's always been his vision. And he will always have the leaders to continue to walk out what we haven't seen happen yet. That's a lot to process, guys. But I'm going to turn it over to Tana. And I want you to know we love you with our whole hearts. And we're doing this because we love you guys. What a day. <laughs> it's a day I never um, saw coming when we started, but you know, God did. You know, he knows the end from the beginning. Not to say this is the end of destiny, but the end of a season for us. And um, none of this surprises him. But I think it's so important that you hear, hear what, what we're saying is, you know, we're not mad at anybody. You know, we're not hurt. There's no division. We love you guys, each one of you. We love this church with our whole heart. Um, Before we ever started Destiny, there was a word spoken um, over us. I don't know if you remember it, Brent, but in Rock Springs, Wyoming, um, there was a word spoken over us where um, the pastor said, 
You'll serve alongside kings, and kings will serve you. And um, that sounded kind of lofty to me at the time, but I, it just struck something in my heart. And so, um, you know, we just, I just kind of carried it. And as time has unfolded here and I've got to know you guys better, I, I understand clearly what the word means. You know, you guys are the kings. You know, the Bible says we're priests and kings. And um, you've allowed us the incredible privilege of locking elbows with you and serving alongside of you. Um, so many of you have started your own ministries and you've just done incredible things, you know, here for the kingdom in our community, and you've allowed us to partner with you. We've served alongside kings, and then some of you um, have been humble enough to serve me. And I don't dare start um, naming too many names, but, um, you know, our staff, you just couldn't have anybody more wonderful than, than our staff. They serve with their whole heart. And I think of Royce from the first time I met Royce. I knew he would always be a part of my life, a part of my family, and he serves me like, you know, he does things for me that people will never know. And Lyle, Debbie, I could never have a better armor bearer than you. Um... <laughs> Debbie does things for me day and night. I mean, the big things, little things, things people never know, but God knows, and, and your reward will be great, you know. So thank you, Royce. <laughs> um, so anyway, getting that out of the way, I, you know, I just want to say it's so important that each one of you know, I love this. Like Brent said, this has been the best 20 years of my life. It's been a dream come true, and I've just thanked the Lord for this opportunity, but I also know what he's asking us to do, and, um, you know, I also believe Psalms 103.3, you know, he's forgiven all of my transgressions and healed all my diseases, my diseases, and I'm, I'm pushing in for that. So, um, you know what, at the beginning of this year, like Brent said, it, there was such a message, um, not just from here, but, you know, across the nations, there was a message that, you know, began to appear on the internet about um, transition, repositioning, making changes. And a lot, many of you um, received that same kind of a word from the Lord, and you wrote it out, and you sent it to us. And, um, you know, we all were, like, so excited. Yes, amen, transition, you know, change. And that's one of the things I love about you guys is because... <laughs> There's such a cry in your heart that, um, you know, you just are constantly saying, God, you know, don't leave us out. Whatever you're doing in the earth today, we want to be part of it. Don't pass us by. And so we prayed those dangerous prayers, and here we are today. <laughs> you know, we're here today because we have those ki that kind of a heart, and, you know, that, that's what we want to um, see happen. And God is faithful, and he's answered it, right? Um. But the truth of it is, is change isn't easy and it isn't always fun, but it really is necessary. You know, um, in Psalms 55, it says, they did not change because they did not fear God. And let that never be said of us. Amen? Change is inevitable. If there's going to be growth, if there's going to be new life, change must happen. And if you compare a... Um, uh, funeral home to a delivery room, you know, think about it. You can go into a funeral home and it's quiet and neat and pretty and orderly and everything is just perfect. But what's missing? You know, a funeral home is for the dead. And then you think about a delivery room and it's loud and it's messy and there's tears and there's joy and there's excitement and anxiety and there's pain and, you know, there's, um, there's excitement 
in, the, in hope in the very presence of fear. But there's also life, right? And I think, I think the delivery room is a pretty good picture of where destiny is today, you know? Or at least that's what I want it to look like. I want there to be life. I want there to be growth. If, it's, if, if it never goes past where we are today, then we become a funeral morgue, you know? There's got to be more. Um, so I do believe God's up to something. It's something good. He does know the end from the beginning. We can trust him. You know, when we celebrated um, a month ago or so uh, Destiny's 20th birthday, Brent and I already knew that today would come, and so that day was really hard. It was difficult, but it was also very surprising to us because so many of you got up and you um, spoke words of honor about us, and that brought healing to our hearts, but it was surprising to us. And then I realized, um, you know, we, we, we look at each other from different, a different position. You're sitting out there looking up here, and we stand up here looking out here. And when I think of destiny, I see you guys. I think of you. Um, you know, I've had, the, I've had the beautiful opportunity of coming every Sunday and one by one watching the worship team first show up. And I'll tell you, the, wor- the, t- the worship team in this house, they're... <laughs> I can't say enough for them. They don't get up and come early because they like to perform. They get up and come early because they love Jesus. They love his presence. Um, they have a burning desire in their heart to lead other people into the presence of God. So they come, and then we, 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 we begin to practice, and I see the coffee makers come, and the greeters come, and the ushers come, and um, you know, one by one, I see, see you guys pull up and get out of your cars and walk across the parking lot, and you come in, and it's like you kind of look the room over, and you're looking for that one person that's been on your heart all week, and you beeline towards them, and you give them the big hug. You know, sometimes you guys get laughing so loud, it's louder than the worship team. You know what I mean? There's a sincere love for one another here, not just for God, but for each other. And, you know, how many times I've seen you begin to pray over one another before the service even starts. And if the person you're praying for begins to cry, tears run down your face. You know, you carry each other's burdens and you do it so well. That, to me, that's the face of destiny. That's who destiny is. You guys are destiny. Um, like I said, we see through a different, different lens. And, you know, I could stand up here and try to tell you, talk for hours about how um, God has brought me to this place and all that's had to die in me and all the tears I've cried and, you know, all the arguing I've done with him. But I feel like Holy Spirit said, it's really not about me. You know, you hearing my story is really very unimportant this morning. What's important is that we understand that today is about Jesus, and it's about what he wants. What he, it's about him and, and, and what he, the, the part he wants you, you to play in his story. So um, I felt like he asked me um, to make this little video, <laughs> and we did it like 2 o'clock in the morning in bed, and so... and. I had to go onto some of your Facebook pages and steal pictures from you, and um, so it's not the best quality, but um, I wished I, I would have been able to make sure I had a picture of each and every one of you, because to me, each and every one of you are the face of destiny. 
So if you don't see your face there, there's one clip in there that um, Brett and I are wondering why we left it in there, and it's just the, so filming the back of some guy dressed in black. So if you don't see you, just pretend like that person is you, okay? <laughs> so watch this. <laughs> Your voice 
and secure from all fall down. Those pillars won't fall down. Those pillars are us and no one can make us fall down. Amen. Amen. Brent and I both agreed that that would be a wonderful song to play um, over top of those pictures and we forgot that when we recorded it, that little Caleb's prophecy was on the end of it. So as we laid there and watched it and we heard those words, you know, um, God is just so incredibly good. You know, he spoke that word that day for us four or five years ago, whatever it was. But he also spoke it for today. You guys are pillars, you know what I mean? This church is made up of pillar people and nothing can make it fall down. You know, this is a season where um, we're not going to go backwards, we're going to go forward. Um, you know, I think about it, like Brent said, we still have till July or August, and I'm not about to just put it in park and set and wait, you know, so that Sean can come and breathe life in some dead horse. I mean, you know, we've got a few months here. We can do some incredible things for God, right? Uh, we got the Pentecost weekend coming up. Brent and I are trying to plan some type of a, a conference for in uh, 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 June or July where we can just, I mean, just, we, we want to be like a rocket ready to blast off when shops get here, amen? And um, that's what God is calling us to. So, you know, you, we, can, we can spend time, you know, grieving, feeling sad, whatever, but um, let's get excited about the new thing God has because it's going to be good, amen? Amen. amen? amen. I love you guys so much. Amen. 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 
so you might be wondering why Ed and Kathy are up here. You're probably not, actually, <laughs> if you've been at Destiny for any length of time. Um, Ed and Kathy were there the very, very first night in the basement. We didn't even know them. And God called them, as you heard on birthday Sunday, God called them to be a part of Destiny. And um, one of the things uh, a couple of weeks ago is when we started discussing this with leaders and some of the leaders we talked to first were Ed and Kathy and God has used them in such a powerful way to speak into our lives and to speak into Destiny's life. And uh, we all as a church council, that's the team that oversees our finances at Destiny, felt like we were to ask Ed to come back on the church council during this season, which I think is an incredibly wise move by our council. But we wanted you to hear from them so you get a perspective from the congregation. So thank you, Ed and Kathy. Okay. We've been processing this together and um, praying about it together. And I'm going to let Ed share our hearts. So the first thing that comes to my mind is, what's that going to be like 20 years from now? Right? Right? Another generation or two? That's going to be awesome, okay? And uh, so, you know, I, uh, we always think about looking back a little bit. And 20 years ago, Kathy and I and a group of other believers, you know, came together and we really came alongside Brent and Tana. We linked arms and we embraced a vision that God had planted in them. And you are that vision. Those early years were an exciting time. We sought Lord's direction and we co-labored together. Um, we used all of our unique God-given gifts, just like you all use yours today. And God built destiny. And the workers were few in the early years and grew into many and look at each other god was doing a new and exciting thing back then and what was really awesome for us was he was doing it in our lives and that's what's awesome for you is what destiny and the people and each other do in your life so over those years so many of us um have joined the destiny family and Brent and Tana's done a great job. Tana, thanks for your message. It's exactly right. Because what we know about destiny today is that's all of us. All of us. All of us. And so Brent and Tana have never wavered from their commitment to the vision that God gave them. And they've continued to press in and seek for God's fresh revelation for this church. And if there's anything that we know over the last 20 years, or if you've been here 15, or if you've been here 10, or 5, or 1, or a week, they seek that, and they've imparted God's vision and his love on this ministry. So, one of the things we love about Brent and Tana is that they've seen people come and go, and they've embraced people as they've come in, they've encouraged them, They've encouraged you to be all that you can be and to become part of the Destiny family. They've blessed people as God's led them. And as people have chosen to have their faith walk somewhere else, they've blessed them on the way out. I love that about Destiny. And they've 
helped us be the leaders to do that same thing. As Parkers have led Destiny, we've all seen God's faithfulness in amazing ways. And he's worked through the people of Destiny, advancing the kingdom in our city, in our country, and really literally around the world. Britt and Tana have been image bearers of Christ as they've led and they have become our dear friends and trusted advisors. And as we know, they've become that same thing for many of you. And although over the last 20 years, we've all been accustomed to Brent and Tana, that their path has been the same as destinies, God continues to speak to them about their own faith walk and their own calling, stirring up new dreams and giving them new vision, just as he has for them this whole 20 years. So we see God speaking to them and moving them in that new direction. And yet Destiny's mission, Destiny's mission through the new senior leadership will be to continue to build and expand on what Destiny already is. And never forget that Destiny is here to help the spiritually hungry experience God and discover purpose and destiny through free and open worship and biblical training and release into personal ministry. And each of us have received that in some portion and mostly in many portions, right? I think of so many times, you know, that I have been spiritually hungry. How many times I've gone to the men's retreat and felt, you know, weary. (laughs) And God is there. And God is here, and we are thankful for his walk in all of our lives. So let's take a minute and let's celebrate some, some things. I think that was great about the celebration of, from a people's perspective, right? And destiny is strong today. And so financially, we'll, we'll chat about that since from a council perspective. You know, we've managed a budget that has grown over tenfold from our early days. We've managed through both explosive growth for many years, just trying to figure out how to keep up and and what next to do. And we've managed recently through a leveling off of our ties and, and what God has provided destiny. But one thing destiny has always done is we've always been good stewards of what the Lord has provided. And destiny has always met all of our obligations We've never put Destiny's name at risk financially. We purchased, we, and when I, Destiny, right? We purchased this magnificent facility. And God has provided literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to do amazing amounts of work for the ministry here in this facility. And over the last, you know, 10 years now, we've paid the debt down over $300,000. And we still have over $200,000 that's in reserves for the future sanctuary. And I know we don't think about, you know, money money from a ministry perspective, but it's part of what God provides to help the ministry meet people's needs. 
So I just remind us that that's all required in God's plan, that that's normal, and that that's okay, and that destiny has been a good steward of what God has provided it through all the council members. I have no idea how many there's been, but that'd be a good statistic. A lot of council members that have been leaders of destiny through all these years. And so I think of other celebrations of destiny of the last 20 years, you know, hundreds, literally hundreds of people have come to know Jesus. Right? And they've become Jesus followers here at Destiny. Thousands, thousands of people have come and experienced free and open worship. And through that free and open worship have drawn closer to Jesus Christ. We have a vibrant church family of more than 400 people that have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a religious experience, but a personal relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have midweek services that are well attended, strong, growing, vibrant, providing real life ministry and discipleship to all who attend. People have come to Destiny and have been encouraged and loved on, discipled and supported, and have seen the love of God through Destiny. We all have felt that. We've come alongside other churches and ministries in our community to encourage and support them. We've planted other churches in our community and far beyond our community. We've launched ministries, and we've advanced the kingdom of God through destiny. Many have gone out on the mission field sharing the good news and being the hands and feet of Christ through destiny. And our neighbors have been impacted and seen the love of God through destiny going out into the neighborhood and just giving them practical gifts with no strings attached. I mean, wow, what an awesome God we serve. And this list, I mean, I, this list could go on and on and on and on. And you all could add to this list, and I would encourage you to do so. To be thankful and to praise God and to have anxious expectation, the hope of the Lord as to what he has in mind for us as we move forward as a body of believers. You know, we believe we are moving into an exciting season as Pastor Sean comes on and as the new senior pastor, Destiny, and continues to build on the awesome foundation that has been laid here. We're thankful that Pastor Sean is a part of the DNA of Destiny and that he embraces the mission of Destiny. We're grateful to Britt and Tana, who will continue to be a part of Destiny. We're committed to come alongside Pastor Sean and press into the new ministries, and we're certain that we're certain to see that God will birth through him and through us and through you. We're equally committed to Brent and Tana as God unfolds this new season in their role at Destiny and their own personal ministry. 
you know, through these years as we've gotten a little older and a little older and a little older, <laughs> you know, I've had moments where I've thought about a future with destiny without Brent and Tana at the leadership, you know. <laughs> I always just thought about it. But we serve a big God. And we're blessed to continue to be part of his plan for the future for destiny. And while that future is now, we're all in. So thank you, and we praise God for each and every one of you. Amen. Thank you. That is a lot to process this morning, isn't it, guys? I and Tana, too, we have felt every emotion that you can imagine in the last, really, especially six months. As we sat through Christmas Eve service and we knew this is probably where we're, we're going. And, and I felt the Lord even back then just saying, Brent, enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment. And I would have those moments of enjoying it. And then I would have those moments where I would be angry at God. Anybody ever been angry at God? I was just sharing last week in my sermon without revealing what's been going on. I had it out with him a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he's really good at convincing me that his way is the best way. But I've felt sad. I've felt angry. I've also, in more recent days, begun to feel excited. Because I know that God is doing something for you guys and for destiny that's going to be amazing. And I'm glad that we still get to be a part of it. I'm glad I still get to be on staff for the next year, maybe longer. But for sure for the next year, I'll be on staff and I get to be right here in the middle of what God is doing. And uh, so I've, all those emotions, what I want to do as we get ready to close this morning is give you permission to feel all that. We've had months, almost two years when we first started praying about it. We've had months to process this. Some of you have had two weeks to process this. Some of you have had nothing but this morning to just hear what's happening. And so you need to feel it. I love that about the Bible. The book of Lamentations, there's a place for grieving. If anything Psalms does, it gives us a place to say, what the heck is going on, God? Where are you? And then by the end of the Psalm, oh yeah, you're on the throne. You're good and you're always good. And I look back at what you've done, and I love what we read to begin this morning. All that he's done, and we've just rehearsed it. All of that that you've just heard, that God has done, the amazing things that he's done to bring us to this point, now forget about it in a good way. In the sense that what he's going to do is going to totally overwhelm us. And we're going to look back at those early days and go, wow, we will not, what we think is huge now we will despise not the day of small beginnings because we're still at the starting line. There's more for God to do, amen? Let's stand. Let's stand. So again, we're transitioning. We're in the process too. Sean and Deanna will be here late July, early August. Three, I'm still on staff for at least a year after they get here. Three and a half <laughs> because I can only have three points to this sermon. Three and a half, I am, uh, Tana and I are going to launch a new ministry with the goal of starting a new school of worship to train up worship leaders. That's a lot to be praying about. Yeah. How many of you excited that it's the shops? Yeah.
You can be excited about that. That's who was our pick. That's who we felt the Lord had laid on our heart. And I'm so thankful that the, the leadership in our district agreed with that and that the shops agreed with that. I'm really excited for them to come. And for those that don't know, Sean was on staff in Deanna for 10 years almost, uh, almost a decade here at Destiny as youth pastors. And now they're coming home. Actually, I, bet, I bet Dennis is excited. Amen. <laughs> Actually, you should, you should tell how you first met him for those who don't know the story. So um, we were at a conference. Sean was 15 years old, maybe 14, 14 or 15. We were at a conference, Tan and I were, and uh, the, 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 he was up on stage playing congas. He was on the worship team. And the speaker said, I want you to pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you somebody that you're supposed to make a year commitment to pray over them. And I want you to go to them. And I had been feeling so drawn to Sean. I didn't know him, but I felt so drawn to him. At that time, I'm in my 20s, probably 23, 24, something like that, young. Tan and I are newly married. And I, and I feel so drawn to him. And I went to him and I prayed with him that day and I made that commitment. I said, for the next year, we'll pray over you. And we got his picture and hung it up on our refrigerator. And we started building a relationship with, with, with his parents and they would come to Pier where we lived and we would visit and talk. And little did we know that, she, that God was gonna move him and his family to, to Pier when he was 15 years old. And he came and I was a worship leader at the church and Sean came on staff at the church then. And so he was on the worship team that I led when he was 15 years old. Sean's 40 now. And for all, most of that time, except for about eight years of that, he worked for me. You know what the kingdom, what's cool about the kingdom? I get to work for him now. Because it's not about titles. It's not about titles, it's about function and calling and what God's doing in this season. And I can easily submit to the leadership of Sean. And I'm so thankful that we got all those years of friendship and go in the same direction and the same passion for the presence of God. We have that same thing. We married, I performed the wedding for, for Sean and Deanna. We love them. And you're, they're gonna be amazing pastors. You're gonna love having them here. So. I know this is a lot to take in. I'm gonna ask the staff to come up and join us in the council to join us up here up front. And uh, we're gonna close in prayer and then this team of people that you know love you, this team of people, yeah, you guys can go ahead and come up and just be across the front here. And That's perfect, that's perfect. And uh, they're gonna be up here to answer questions, to pray for you. Tan and I are here to pray, to let you know we love, guys, we love you so much. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Because we love you guys with all our hearts. And so we're gonna pray together and we're gonna commit this next season to God. What Tana said is so true. It's a while between now and the end of July and early August and she and I have got some stuff in us that are still, we're, this is not the lame duck session of Congress right now. We've got some stuff in us and you together that we're gonna see God do. There's amazing things ahead for us as we prepare to build a new launching pad for God to do something brand new through the life of this church. Let's pray. Father, you know what let's do first of all, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, we never ever close a service without giving opportunity. If you're here and you haven't given your life to him, you heard this morning how he is amazing at leading us. We trust more in his ability to lead than ours to follow. 
we trust more in his ability to speak than ours to hear him and he loves speaking he loves leading and he wants to do that in your life and if you've never surrendered your life to him as savior and lord would you raise your hand i'll give you the opportunity to do that before we leave today is there anyone that needs to do that all right then father we just we just thank you lord we love you we love you and as we sang earlier, you put that yes in us. Like Tana said, we pray those, what we call sometimes dangerous prayers. We pray those prayers because you put it in us to pray things that are bigger than us. You put a vision in us that's bigger than us. For every one of our lives, that's true. You put something in us that's bigger than us because it's gonna take you to walk it out. It's, it's, we're going to be those, exactly what we sang about, who come out of the wilderness leaning on our beloved. Lord, that's the way we're moving forward. We're moving forward leaning. We're leaning into your heart right now. And I thank you, Lord, for the days ahead. Thank you for the days ahead. I pray Deuteronomy over this house where you spoke that there would be days of heaven on earth. I pray for days of heaven on earth as we move towards building this new launching pad. In fact, multiple launching pads, God, for what all you're doing right now. As we move into this day, I thank you that we move into this day with you. Thank you for the, you give us permission, not only permission, but you encourage us to feel everything we need to feel, but to feel it with you. So Father, thank you. I bless you. We submit to you. You're not only Lord of our personal lives, you are Lord of this church. We submit to you and we say yes to your plan together as a family. We say yes. If you want to do that, just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, we say yes. Whatever the future holds, you hold the future. We say yes. In Jesus' name.